the fan Oatana. You guys are doing good. Come down for Moose Soup after. This is the Miked Up Misfits here on AM 1170 FM 106.3 KFOW. The fan Owatonna, John Partridge, John Weisbrod here with you. Two Johns wasn't enough today. No, no, but we'll stay two Johns with no H. We don't carry that burden. No, we don't. But before we get to our very, very special guest, it's John Malay. Rhymes with hey, by the way. Thank you. Um, so it's John Malay. Usually I would just have to type it or read it, but there you go. Um, kind of cool we got going on here, John. Minnesota Wild. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Wild, the fan Owatana, and yes, the Miked Up Misfits. We are teaming up and allowing our listeners a chance to win uh, packs of two packs of tickets, right? Yeah. Minnesota Wild. We haven't decided. I believe they if call that a pair. A pair, yeah, a deuce, a mm. combo of tickets. Maybe I think a pair is good. Yeah, yeah. So a pair of tickets to the game against the San Jose Sharks. It really piqued your interest because that Are is Star Wars finish? night. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it did. So um, yes, uh, once again, it is for the March third game against the San Jose Sharks. That's great, but it's Star Wars night. And the great seats yeah. in section one thirteen in the lower bowel. Yep, <laughs> bowel. Who? What? What's I don't know who would write that. Mm. That's weird. No, but seriously, all you have to do. So listen to this. Yeah, we we're going to give you homework to get these tickets yep. because quite honestly, it doesn't get any better than this. No, uh, quite uh, quite honestly, like I said, um, it's Star Wars night, an intergalactic battle against the sharks. But once again, all you got to do is go on to Twitter, formerly. What X formerly Twitter? Yeah. Tag the Miked Up Misfits or the Fan Owatana or both or both. Yep. Yeah. I will give you those uh, um, Twitter tags uh, yeah. here in a minute. Um, Twitter profile names, and then you also have to use the hashtag Misfits Gone Wild. Hashtag That's Misfits it. Gone Wild. That's it. The contest starts right now. Yeah. And goes all the way till Thursday, February 29th. The winners. Will be announced in the final segment sometime in the final 15 minutes of the show. What do we decide? March 1st? Yep. Live. Yeah. So again, eligible, you need to have X. So there you go. That's the only prerequisite. Go on to X. You're going to want to at. Formerly Twitter. The, the fan Owatana or at M I C D U P Misfits. Spell that's it wrong to spell it right. Correct. Uh, that's the mic'd up Misfits. And then also include the hashtag. Misfits Gone Wild. Once again, we're going to be giving away um, bundles, you know, two tickets each. Let's go with a pair. With a pair. I thought we established that. Uh, There's either going to be five of those or four. We haven't decided, but there's multiple. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of the big cool news in terms of our little promotion going on. Thanks to our friends at the Minnesota Wild. Yes, sir. And Ryan Cronenberg. We have people in high places. They like us. They do. Speaking of people in high places... Well, Good segue. We haven't, he, I don't think yeah. he's come out and said he likes us or not yet. Well, he, you know, if he does now, he might reconsider in about fifty-four minutes. Yeah, um, if he hasn't already. So, but John Malay, welcome to the program, John, and thank you so much. I uh, understand you're actually. Hold on. Well, I think I hung up on it. Oh boy, uh, that's pretty misfitty. 
Yeah. The All right. Best guest we've ever had. Tap dance. Tap dance. I'll give you my phone. Give me the phone so I can. <laughs> he was in my Rolodex. I don't think I, he may have gotten disconnected. disconnected. Yeah, we'll go with that. But this will give me time to once again shout out these Twitter handles that you want to get a hold of to get these tickets to the Wild Game on March 3rd at the Fan Owatana at Miked Up Misfits, M I C D U P M I S F I T S. We are giving away pairs of tickets against the San Jose Sharks for. Star Wars night. Yeah. we uh, Looks like we do have John Malay on the phone. Uh, I'm going to let you All right. introduce him. Uh, cool. Because you're pushing the buttons over there, and All it right. clearly hit the wrong one at some point. Yeah, so. probably did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will take full responsibility, whether it was mine or not. Uh, as John Malay, I, I don't know what your exact title is, John, but I go with MSHSL Guru. Yeah, Media Guru. Wow, that's good. I like that. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's make yeah. that official. Anything with guru in it at four. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the best. And uh what I, I like kinda, Maestro too. Maestro's Maestro's pretty good. solid yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, oh, I, yeah. I like where you guys are headed here. Perfect. <laughs> good start um, here, folks. So well I I just needed to lead in with this and whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. you are part of the Oatana football program. Did you know that, John? I I I'm honored to even hear that, but uh, I've watched a lot of Owatonna football over the years. That's for sure. It's always great. Well, in the in the yeah. brand new school in the hallways where they've got all of these section title banners hanging and state players title and banners. state title banners hanging and players of the year hanging, there is one particular sign which is the largest of them all. It is uh, with a certain quote. It says, "Where football is king." And seasons run long. Do you know who wrote that quote, Mr. Malay? It's well said. I, I do remember that story from years ago. Yeah. yeah. So you are uh, now a part, like wow. I said, whether you yeah, like it or wow. not, of the Owatonna football program. That is oh, seen I, as they walk out of the tunnel. That's a great honor. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Well, honestly, John, when we uh, were, I was talking with Coach Williams about getting those banners up, before any of those other banners, those mini banners down the hall where you can see all the titles, they got yours up first, or the Malay quote, which I think is just awesome. Um, which could kind of, yeah. When did you write that story? Was it the Jason Williamson era? Do you remember? Yeah, I think yeah. that's when it was. I was. If my memory's correct, and there's no guarantee of anything, <laughs> I think I was at an Oatana game at uh, Mayo. That's my memory. When early, early in the year, when Jason was senior. And, and just running roughshod over everybody. I think, I mean, again, no guarantees on my fuzzy memory, but I think that's one it was. You know what? That game was one of uh, the the only time during the regular season that that particular team was trailing. I remember it well because that yeah. was uh, the day I took home Jade from the hospital. Aww. See, those are the kind of things oh, you don't forget. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you accept responsibility for that, John? For I mean, your presence—it <laughs> it can only be attributed to your presence. The the only time they trailed all year. And by the way, Jeff loves when you show up. By the way. <laughs> well, I love I love to see Jeff when I show up. But yeah, I'm a noted jinx. I've been to lots of places. <laughs> like to see a team extend a long winning streak. And, you know, there's a certain percentage of times the winning streak ends when I show up. So I'm a, I've am apologized 
to many coaches <laughs> and teams for jinxing them. So that might have been the case. And in you, that catch. you don't just quietly show up. One of, one of my favorite things uh, following you on Twitter is seeing where the Malay Mobile takes you and the Malay Mobile <laughs> itself. Let's talk about the origins of that. We yeah. have to get into that, John. When did that yeah. whole thing start? And do you remember your first sticker? I don't remember the Fair. first sticker okay. on the car. There's been there's been four cars, four oh. Toyota Camrys. So it goes back. I'm closing in on 15 years with the high school league. So I was probably in year two or three, and I was driving my own car for my job and getting reimbursed for mileage. And it was a it was like it was a Toyota, in fact. <laughs> and I was just beating that car up because I drive all over the state. You know, literally every single corner of the year. Yeah. And I was beating that car up and they were, they were writing me big checks every month for mileage. And <laughs> Dave Stead, our now retired executive director, you know, I were just talking about all the travel one time and I kind of a light bulb went off in my head, which doesn't happen often. And I said, Hey, do you think there's any possibility of getting a car dealer or a car company to basically provide a car? for whoever's in this job and he kind of he kind of nodded and and then he ended up knowing a guy who knew a guy who was the like the general manager of maplewood toyota so dave and, and everybody at maplewood worked out this deal where they provide the high school league with a car uh they lease it it's a three-year lease and like i said i'm on car number four so this is going on 12 years it's like uga right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah I, I i when the leases run out i they, they tell me the next car is ready i drive the maplewood toyota we make the switch <laughs> away we go but it's a really it's really it's a really big step up for maplewood because they lease to the high school league for zero dollars that is awesome the high school league pays the insurance uh, uh my name's not on any paperwork it's leased to the high school league you know, I get reimbursed for gas when I need an oil change. Any speeding Toyota tickets, John? I got to ask. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that's controversial here. I know. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm at least 10 years removed from any speeding tickets. I Good for you. Smarter and slower over the years. <laughs> Don't we all? So, yeah, but no, but it is a great thing. And, you know, when that car rolls into town and people see it and people who know about it, it's really cool. They want to take pictures of the car. If the car could sign autographs, it would. <laughs> and it's just a really cool, cool partnership between the Toyota and the high school league. You know, it's kind of like uh, Star Wars, for instance, like the Millennium Falcon is a character of its own, right? Yeah. And the Malay really mobile is yeah. part of that. But um, <laughs> yeah. the whole sticker thing, you know, I, yeah. I've had, we've had basically ceremonies. I'll be at a school and <laughs> a team or the, you know, the student council the or something. I've, you know, the band, I've had bands do it. I've had baseball teams and. Well, okay, boys, you decide, kids, you decide where you want to put it, and I'll, I'll, I'll shoot photos, I'll shoot some video, you know, of them placing stickers on the car, and, and uh, it's really fun. It's, really, it's a really cool little thing to let, to let kids decide where their stickers are going to go. So, so you've kind of been um, more or less synonymous with just being the MSHSL, what we decide, maestro, right? But you um, <laughs> cut your teeth, uh, what was it, the Star Tribune, and I'm sure you were places before that, writing about prep sports. Um, yep. Yeah, where did it all start for you, John? And then uh, well, I'd love to hear how, you know, you really kind of evolved the position at the yeah. MSHSL. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really interesting, at least to me. Um, I've been doing this for 50 years. 
I'm 65 five, years old. Wow, that is impressive. 5-0. Five, five, I'm 65 years old. When I was 15, a sophomore in high school, a little town in northwest Iowa, <clears throat> the, the, the weekly newspaper in our town, was looking for a student to write about the football game. School had just started. I was a sophomore. I was on the football team. And my, my English teacher came to me after class and said, hey, the lady who runs the paper is looking for somebody to write the football stories. You know, it's a weekly paper. We'd play football on Friday night. I'd have to have the story done by Tuesday, maybe. And uh, But my English teacher was really encouraging. She said, you, you can write. You can do this. And, you know, that was a huge impact on my life from that day forward because for my last three years of high school, that's what I did. I reported on every sport, whether I was on the team or not, boys sports, girls sports, that's what I did. And, you know, then at some point you realize, this can be a career. So I went to college first at, at Briarcliff College in Sioux City, Iowa, then transferred to Drake University, which had and still has a great journalism program, and started working at the Des Moines Register while I was in college. That's kind of like the Star Tribune of Iowa, at least it was. And by the time I was a senior in college, I, I was working on the sports desk at night. I was working 40 hours a week my senior year of college on the sports desk. And then when I graduated, they basically just made me a, even though I was already full-time, they made me a full-time permanent employee. And I thought I'd spend the rest of my life at the Des Moines (laughs) Register. And you know how life can be a year and a half later, they laid off half the staff. So I and my wife had just gotten married. So my wife and I moved to Ottumwa, Iowa, Southern Iowa, where I was the sports editor, which is a great title, but, I joke, I was in charge of the entire sports department, which was me and one other guy. Oh, I've been there, John, believe me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, and, but you learn so much at those oh, yeah. papers. You have to do everything or it doesn't get done. Yeah. And then I was there a year and a half, then went to the Cedar Rapids Gazette, kind of the number two paper in Iowa. I was there for a year and a half. And then I, then I got a job in Phoenix uh, for six years at the Arizona Republic. I'm surprised on, you came on, back. On the well, I go to Phoenix in July and tell me. Uh, fair story. enough, yeah, 110 um, degrees. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was there for six years. You know, two of our three kids were born down there, and my wife and I were just down there last week visiting one of those kids who lives down there now. But so six years there, and then in '91 I got hired at the Star Tribune on the sports desk. So I for 15 years I was a nighttime sports editor, basically copy editor, and then. Uh, I think after five years at the strip, about 96, they moved me into a sports writing job. And, you know, it, it, kind of a general assignment sports. Ended up doing everything from, you know, kids' soccer tournaments, to golden glove boxing, to auto races, to, to everything. And then, then moved up to kind of to the pro beat. So I covered the Twins and the Vikings and the Timberwolves. Uh, I was the first writer writing about the Wild when the franchise was granted. The, the day the NHL made that announcement, somebody came to me in the newsroom and said, hey, we need somebody to jump on this hockey thing, and you're the guy. So I kind of wrote about how the franchise was built. And I'm standing in the XL Center right now. We've got the girls' hockey tournament going on. And I wrote about the, the construction of the XL Center. We've got family photos. I think my wife and wow. kids and I were coming home from the state fair one time, and I got to know the construction managers here, and, and they set us up with uh, hard hats and eye protection, and, and we've got photos of, of my wife and our kids uh, standing 
you know, at center ice, well, there was no ice, then center concrete. And the, the original <laughs> big scoreboard was sitting on the floor down there, and we have pictures of family pictures of us in our hard hat as the building was being built. Crazy. And, you know, this press box is phenomenal, and there's elevators up here. But the first time I was in this press box, the elevators weren't done yet. So I hiked up here with the construction manager, and, and I was winded, I'll tell you that. And that's 20-some <laughs> years ago, so I'm thankful for elevators. But, no kidding. So, I was, yeah, I was at the Strib for almost 20 years. And then the last several years covering high school sports. So through that, I became really well acquainted with the high school league and the people who worked there and covered board meetings and all the tournaments. All the fun stuff, and right? Board again, meetings. Again, Dave Stead, super instrumental guy. Yeah. He, he came up with this idea of this title of media specialist. It's technically what it is. And uh, we were, he, he was asking me about it. And I said, well, this, I said, this makes sense. Because at that time, this is 2010 when I was hired, just maybe a year before that. Uh, you know, the Big Ten, the NBA, professional leagues, big-time colleges were, were creating their own websites, hiring their own reporters. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why can't the high school league do that? And at that point, no, no high school governing body in the country had a job like that. So I was the first. You were building the airplane yeah. as you were flying, basically. You know, I still am. After, <laughs> yeah. I, I really yeah. still am. But it was, it was really exciting because there were no breadcrumbs to follow. How do you do this job? Because it's yeah. brand new. And, and I, I, kinda, I probably floundered for a while trying to figure out what this is and how to do it. And, yeah, but it's just phenomenal. You know, I tell people that, you know, patience is pretty important. I love the newspaper business. That's all I knew how to do. That's all I thought I'd ever do and, and this really is is a dream job for me, and I was hired for this when I was 51 years old. And uh, I've got another year or so in me, and, and uh, just it's phenomenal. And uh, you know, I love getting in that car and going out to some small town, you know, nine man football game or a hockey game or a basketball game in a little gym or a brand new gym like you got in Owatonna. <laughs> uh, it's just the greatest. Hanging out with high school kids and educators and coaches that that's just the best part of the world for me. All right, we got to take a little break. We'll come back and uh, talk with more with John Malay, the MSHSL guru or uh, maestro. Media specialist. Media officially. maestro. Yeah. I like the alliteration like that. on that one. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. We'll come back with John Malay here on the Mike Up Misfits. AM 1170, FM 106.3, KFOW, the fan, Owatonna. Weather on the fan. I'm meteorologist Brittany Merlot. Bright and beautiful today, but way too warm for winter as highs flirt with 50 degrees today. Spring-like weather under sunny skies continues tomorrow, too, with highs in the upper 40s. But winds will start to get feisty and drag in much cooler temperatures for Friday. Looking for a great place to live, stay, shop, and play? It's easy to get to Worthington, Minnesota, and it's worth a look. Currently, it's 42. Extreme! Extreme! Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coating offers a scientific process that uses electricity and heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme can deliver media blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Custom colors and exhaust coatings are available also. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Extreme Powder Coating. 
Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norad Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Offices located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Did you know the best place to purchase a used car in Owatonna is also the best place to service a used car in Owatonna? That's right. The trusted folks at Car Time of Owatonna boast a full automobile service and repair center located directly adjacent to the sales building on North County Highway 45 right next to Hardee's. From an oil change to a complete engine overhaul, they can do it all at Car Time of Owatonna. Reach out to Car Time today by calling the service center at 507-774-9533. Hey, stop on out to Owatonna Motor Company, and we have got a great selection of used vehicles right now. How about this? A 2021 Chevy Malibu starting at $15,999. I got eight of those to choose from. Or a 2021 Jeep Compass Limited. I got nine of those to choose from. They're all certified starting at $18,999. So stop on in to Owatonna Motor Company where it's one low price, plain and simple, always. If you love sports, then you'll love the Owatonna Eagle. The Owatonna Eagles offers competitive games like darts and pool while you're watching your favorite teams on their multiple big TVs. Stop by for lunch and drink specials during the week and check out the lineup of upcoming entertainment. After the game, it's time to grab your friends and head to the Eagles for the post-game party. It's all at your home for local sports, the Owatonna Eagles. You're on the Fan Owatonna, home of the Huskies. This is the Mike Up Misfits here on AM 1170 FM 106.3 KFOW, the Fan Owatonna. We got a triad of Johns. A triad. A triad. I like it. That means three. Yeah, trifecta. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so we're all here. John Partridge, that's me. John Weisbrod. That's that you. Me, yeah. And John Malay on the phone with us uh, from the XL Energy Center, taking in some girls' hockey uh, and carved out some time to talk with us today, which is fantastic. Oh, so far, so good. Yeah. So far, yeah. yeah. Don't, yeah, don't count your yeah, Exactly. Yeah, he We've got three segments up. left, John. He hasn't hung up on us yet. <laughs> we just hung up on him. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, John. A fun game we like to play here is... It's fun for us. It is fun for us. (laughs) Maybe not for for the listeners or the guest. But we enjoy it, so we're going to do it anyway. Now, you mentioned you played football in high school. Uh, What other sports did you play? Don't give out positions, because that's what we're going to guess. Okay. Football. Basketball. Track. Golf. (laughs) Baseball. Okay. Okay. So, now, so, now, in Iowa, uh-huh. I, I have to add this: in Iowa, summer high baseball, baseball, and yeah. softball are played in the summer. Yep. It's. I think so, it's the only state left that's doing that, John. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah. in the spring, at my tiny little school, you know, I was on the track team and the golf team because we had to do that, or we wouldn't have teams. And <laughs> right. then in the yeah. summer, we played baseball, and the girls played softball. I thought that's how the whole rest of the world was. I was. I was. I was not correct. 
It makes too much sense. I bring up that argument every year around April 15th when half of the season has been washed away. But, uh, right. Okay, so let's start with football. Let's start with football. Yeah. You, to me, John, this He's a is, tall guy. This is tough for me because I usually stare deeply into their <laughs> yeah. eyes and, and try to break the poker face. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going. Oh, you seem like, you know, I'm going uh, wide, wide receiver. Okay. Oh, I, uh, okay. Hold on, John. I got to oh, get mine in okay. here. Yep. So I'm I don't thinking like that response. It's a small town. He played both ways. D end and tight end. Go ahead. What was the uh, positions? That's pretty close. Yes, um, dang it. I'm on fire. I, I think my first two years, I was a tight end and a yeah. D lineman. And then as a junior and senior center and a D lineman. So you were not I, a wide I, receiver, as John said. I was never a wide. I'd never touched the ball other than snapping it. <laughs> John, other, never. Other, with the exception of in a junior high football game, I did <laughs> once score a two-point conversion. Me too. I, I threw I have, one. <laughs> I don't have any proof. I don't have any photos. But we were playing, the, we were yes. playing at at Mallard, Iowa, yeah. some of the Mallard Ducks, of course. Of course. Ooh, yeah, well named. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, yes, I got, go ahead. I, I got I, on the scoreboard once. Well, there, you fit right in here. My, you know, we are JV All-Stars. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so track. Mm-hmm. Track. Really? Are we going to do track? Yeah, I guess. Well, there's like two choices. Yeah. Distant, distance or sprint, really. <laughs> well, no, there's there's field team, John. The whole field team. Like you don't just say swimming; it's swimming and diving. It's track and field. Well, divers were never included. <laughs> you can say that because you're a swimmer. Let's, let's be honest: yeah. the the divers are their own weird yeah. universe. Well, can I go first? Yeah, I, I think John was on. He was a thrower. I want to say shot put, and um, he was in a small school. <sighs> shot put and <sighs> long jump. Okay, Partridge, you're up. I liked I like the long jump. Okay. I mean, on that, and I think I think he was a sprinter. I can see that speed in his eyes when I when look at his pictures. Okay, John, the verdict? Yep. You you guys are so bad at this. Golly. Uh, I was a thrower. At one point, I, uh-huh. I held my school's shot put record. There you go. I'm proud to say I was a one-time Corn Belt Conference discus champion. <laughs> this and, is and beautiful. As far as actually running on the track, there's one. There was one great memory. We were at uh-huh. our conference track at the one school in our conference that had a track. <laughs> That's how small these towns yeah. are. And before the meet, the coach comes to me and three other slowpokes <laughs> and says, "You guys are going to run the four by eight hundred relay. All you have to do is finish. <laughs> if you finish, we'll get one point, and we may need it." Easier said so, than done. And, <laughs> Oh, and I, we're so dumb. Wait a minute. Four by eight. How many, how, how far do we have to run, coach? <laughs> You're each going to run two laps, which we'd never done in our lives. Oh, oh man. And speaking of the Mallard Ducks, uh-huh. I, was, I was running around the track with one of my cousins from Mallard, from the town of Mallard. We're giving each other elbows on the backstretch. We're giggling. We're just, we're screwing around. We did finish the race. The one point didn't matter, but, <laughs> but it's a great memory. It's, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you could switch that up, John, and say that point was the one that it was instrumental. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we wouldn't have known, but I could um, have said I won the shot at the conference meet. I won the discus. Neither of which happened, yeah. and we and we won the four by eight the first time we ever ran it, and we're heroes. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Too much running here. Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't condone no, running here on the Mike Up Misfits. No, um, no, I understand yeah. it, but I don't condone it. Yeah. Um, and then okay, where I think at? we can miss golf. Yeah, golf. Just you know. you're you're a golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, golfer. Un- unless you were you were on the grounds crew. Oh, no. no. Oh, he was, was a golfer. Yeah, golf. right. do anything like that. So, uh, so that leaves us baseball. Yeah, it's always fun because there's Ooh. a lot of positions, a, Johnny. You're up. So with your uh, just admittedly, decidedly lack of speed, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ruling out the outfield. Okay. I, as a center, I'm putting you behind the plate. <laughs> okay, John. Okay, I'm going to go. Thank you for not. T- he was a first baseman. Um, and he was also, yeah, first baseman, and he pitched. All right, John, what's the answer? What's the verdict? First baseman and pitch, that is on the nose. My God. John, I'm on fire. I yeah. think I've surpassed you because you All had right. the big lead. I don't know where you're, He's not Joe Maurer, This right? was the worst <laughs> segment ever. Who decided to do this? You did. You immediately in the commercial break said, we're coming back with the position game. There you go. Yeah. That doesn't well, sound yeah. like anything story about, say. about my pitching career. Let's so hear I was, I, there was a famous book, baseball book, Ball Four by Jim oh, Bowden. Yes, I've like read it. That was the first behind-the-scenes look at Major League Baseball and the lifestyle and the whole thing. Yep. Jim Bowden threw a knuckleball. And in that book, and maybe on a Wheaties box, he, he gave basic instructions on how to throw a knuckleball. So I was a high school knuckleball pitcher. Nice. Really? Well, how much success I, did you have with that? Well, I remember my coach <laughs> telling me one time, he said, when they're – when the bottom of the order is up, just throw fastballs. They're yeah. not going to hit it. Lukewarm belt high. Mix in that knuckleball. I mean, I didn't know where it was going. Our poor catcher didn't. But we didn't know where it was it's going. the beauty of it, that's, in a way. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I learned how to throw a knuckleball in high school. And, it's it's and, more of like you, a fingernail still, ball is yeah, what I Do you I, still yeah. have that in your repertoire? <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't yeah. thrown a baseball in anger in a long time. I don't know. I, I, I Give me some time. I could probably yeah. work on it. Shape, my fingernails a little bit. Yeah. Well, like yeah, Tom I Candy really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was just, it was just something stupid that nobody else knew how to do. And you know, the the one skill I had that nobody else. Had. <laughs> well, it's fun, and John. That was I, enough for me. I don't think I ever whiffed one out in a game. Maybe I did, but um, if you're playing catch with somebody. You know, I did learn how to throw in, and you know, whatever, not yeah. very well. Just you're going back and forth, just mixing a knuckleball. Whoa, whoa, what's this? Oh yeah, you know? that and is, then everyone yeah. kind of crowds around, like, oh wow, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, you know, I learned this from old Tom Candy out of here, 1992 yeah. Blue Jays. That right? is the telltale <laughs> sign that I'm done warming up. I'm starting to mix, <laughs> mix in, in the knuckle, in the knuckleball yes. and the curveballs. <laughs> we're so, we're good. Long other- toss is done. Yeah. <laughs> For the um, other teams, it was kind of a psychological thing. They yeah. knew I, I would throw it. Effectively yeah, they, wild. You know, and we, we hardly ever saw anybody throw a curveball. I didn't know how to throw a curveball. Oh. But just the fact that I could throw that kind of, kind of, yeah. I think that would mess with all, your head. All you'd, would all you'd have to do is, there. yeah, all you'd have to do is throw it once early on in yeah. the game, yeah. and that's in yeah. their head for the rest of the game. And, and that goes back to my whole. You know, point with covering high school for so many years, they're kids. They are just kids. That kind yeah. of stuff affects them. And I think, so. yeah. And I'm proud to say that I I did throw one no hitter. I think I struck out six and walked eleven, something <laughs> like that. So. Again, don't but have no to hit. bring up the walk no. eleven around here. It could be one. Well, let's go with one. That's like the that's like the Doc Ellis no yeah. hitter that he had. Yeah, or he he well struck done. out like two guys, yeah. hit four, walked a bunch too. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So what 
In your travels now through the MSHSL, do you, do you have a tally of how many miles you put on oh, the sure Malay Mobile uh, per know, year? In the, in the early years, I, at the end of every John Journal story, you I did. had total miles, and I had a Diet Coke count. <laughs> yeah. how many how many I had that day? How many for the year? Yeah. I, I I don't drink Diet Coke anymore. Now I do things like sneak in bottles of Diet Mountain Dew to the XL Center, which, I, which I've done today. <laughs> Um, no, Rebellious. I, don't know. You know, I won't tell. I put on at least thirty thousand miles a year on that car because wow. I sometimes when I've turned them in, they're they're just about a hundred thousand miles in three years. There's um, a reason they it, didn't get you a Hummer, basically yeah, on gas mileage. <laughs> yeah, this, this thing gets good mileage. Yeah, and uh, in the winter, this winter's different. But in in the winter, I don't I drive the least just because of the weather. This winter's been phenomenal. I can just go go without worrying about the roads and the weather. But yeah, it's a lot of miles. But any, you know, anymore, I, I'm not just listening to AM radio. Um, you know, I've got satellite uh, radio in the car and podcasts. And I just remember in the early days at the Star Tribune, I might be driving somewhere <laughs> way up north in the winter and on some icy two lane road and trying to find one radio station to listen to something. And yep. it's just so different now. These cars are comfortable, and it's uh, it's really it's like you're almost sitting at home in your family room. Other than you're not watching TV, although I think I could watch TV on my phone while I'm driving. I've never done it. I never will. But <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's just it's just it's very comfortable to put in those long those long drives. And I, I don't tend to drive super long and then come home after a game. Now I'm not driving three hours to a seven o'clock football game and then getting home at two in the morning. You know I'll get a hotel room because oh. a guy at my age I'm too smart to. See, there's too many deer out there, and I'm yes. too smart to be driving that oh. late at night. So yes. things change over time. Uh, uh, that that could be a whole segment alone of just yeah, and, the and small and town remar- hotels. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Remarkably, I've only hit one deer in all these years. So that is amazing. That's, 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 that's pretty amazing, yeah. Um, and segueing to things changing over time, uh, the, the MSHSL, uh, made some changes to the tournament. How do? Uh, how about we talk about that after a uh, a quick break here on the Miked Up Misfits? We'll get hard hitting for a little bit, and then we're done with that. I don't like hard hitting. Yeah, neither do I. I like but, softball. I like hearing about uh, John Malay's. It seems like slightly above average high school career his in four small by town Iowa. Running career. Yeah. yeah, that's this is exactly yeah. where I wanted this to go. So yeah. let's get a break in. We'll get a break in. We'll come back more with John Malay, MSHSL Maestro, here on the Miked Up Misfits, AM eleven seventy, FM one hundred six point three, KFOW, the Fan Owatonna. Miked Up Misfits on Owatonna Sports Leader, eleven seventy. The fan. Whether it's estate planning, real estate, or family law, having a trustworthy legal partner is essential. And the Yakovino Law Office is here for you. Jason Yakovino believes in providing personalized attention to every case. You're not just a number, you're a valued client deserving of the best legal representation possible. Jason Yakovino Law Office. He is your attorney, your neighbor, your friend, your advocate. Visit Yakovino Law Office in downtown Blooming Prairie or call 507 583 
888-888-6663. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Over 200 units to choose from. Where at, you say? At Owatonna Motor Company, where we have incentives on new vehicles like we haven't seen in a long time. So stop on in. How about this? Ram 2500 and Ram 3500s. Rebates as high as $9,000. 10% off of MSRP. Ford's got great rebates. Stop in. Ask about Ford's new Flex Buy program with rebates as high as $2,500 at Owatonna Motor Company, where it's one low price, plain and simple, always. Committed to our team. Shot at the buzzer. Yes! Committed to the maroon and gold. Ran right over a man and threw it down. Committed to family. History. Oh, man. The Gophers lead by two. That's what being a Gopher is all about. And a throw down windmill dunk. Join the family for Golden Gopher basketball right here all season long on your home for Minnesota basketball. The Fan Owatonna, AM 1170 and FM 106.3. Did you know the best place to purchase a used car in Owatonna is also the best place to service a used car in Owatonna? That's right. The trusted folks at Car Time of Owatonna boast a full automobile service and repair center located directly adjacent to the sales building on North County Highway 45 right next to Hardee's. From an oil change to a complete engine overhaul they can do it all at car time of owatonna reach out to car time today by calling the service center at 507-774-9533 mike dump misfits this is the mike dump misfits here on the 1170 fm 106.3 kfow the fan owatonna John Partridge, John Weisbro, John Malay here with you on this Wednesday. And it's it's a wonderful time of year. It's it's hockey tournament season. It is. Yeah. It is. Our friend David Levake, by the way, is very busy right now. Yeah. So um that is where John Malay is right now. Uh, what are you covering today? What's going on there at the X? Who's playing? Um, because you kind of cover everybody, so <laughs> Yeah, right now, uh two minutes to go in the third period, Orono leads. Wilmer 3-1. to one. And then the next game is uh, a team you guys know, the Dodge County girls are going to yeah. play Fergus Falls in the second game. So, yeah, this is fun. I'm technically, I, I don't know what I'll write about today for sure. It could end up, I've got a story I've been working on about a, a theater director at Alexandria High School who just won a national award. I talked to her on the phone yesterday. I might be sitting here in the press box at the XL Center writing a story about high school theater and that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good summary of what I do. It encapsulates it beautifully. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's rare in Minnesota. You know, the high school league we do we do fine arts. You know, yeah. speech, debate, theater, music. In most of the country, the, the governing body is just sports, so it's it's rare here. But I really like that. I was talking to this theater director yesterday and telling her how much I like the one act play festival. You know, state speech and and how much how fun that is for me, an old sports writer, to learn new things and. And just another way to shine a light on what goes on in our schools and all these cool opportunities kids get. So that may be that may be what I post today is a, is a theater story. Quite honestly, John, you know, I can, I can still remember the day when I thought 
uh, you know, the Winona Daily News. I thought, oh, I don't really want to go cover this, uh, I don't know, you know, random sport or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you get, you know, I remember I had to do a, you know, a feature on a water skier and, and a guy who did a whole bunch of, you know, competitive biking. And then back in the day, I would always go in kind of, you know, cynical and then leave being like, these stories are great. Now I seek those out. Those stories are so fun. Because those people love to tell their stories, and you never know where you're going to go uh, somewhere by asking a random question. And yeah, I think um, that is base. I'm basically reiterating what you're saying. But yeah, some of those stories. Do you have any off the top of your head? I mean, without putting you on the spot of just you didn't but, know what to expect. But we're putting you on the spot. Yeah, but you on the spot. Uh, you yeah, didn't no, know I, what to expect. But this, you know, yeah. well, yeah, you kind of know where I'm going with that. I tell, I tell young people interested in journalism, I said, half the battle, a lot of the time, is just showing up. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to see. I'll, I'll just kind of at random at 3 o'clock in the afternoon pick a game to go to whatever season, whatever sport, with no story in mind. Just going to go watch, sit in the stands. And a lot of times you see something, whether it's a mm-hmm. player or an official or... Or that you know, scoreboard that, operator looks kid, like he's 100, you know, let's yeah, go the kid <clears> talk to him. the anthem, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it's just... Get out there and get your feet on the ground, and boy, you're going to see some cool stuff. Yeah, that that happens a lot. And I think that is why people read John's journal and other um, journalism like that, because you can get the game score anywhere, the recap, whatever. That stuff is still necessary and keeps the lights on in daily newspapers. But um, John's journal, and, and quite honestly, I'm not just saying this because you're on, it, it's the story, it's capturing the narrative, right? Um, of yeah, the yeah. contest, the game, whatever, and maybe mention the score. But that's the type of sports writing that kind of sets you apart. And like you said, I've never – there's, I don't think there's another state that has anything like that. Well, to, you know. to me, that's what, that's what makes sporting events great. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily the sport in front of you because you can, you can see those anywhere, but – being part of that atmosphere the and pageantry. being part of yeah the pageantry of the game is yeah. is what makes them great and you're able to encapsulate that and translate that into your journals John yeah thank you that 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 that's part of it I'm sure it's interesting we all know Boyd Hooper at Care Eleven who does such mm-hmm. a great job telling these human mm-hmm. stories he's nationally known Boyd called me a couple weeks ago and, and I know Boyd a little bit he. He did a great story about a week ago on this husband and wife officiating team from Gray Eagle, Minnesota. And he was putting the story together, and he'd been to a game up there. And he, he called me just to wonder if I knew how many husband and wife officiating teams we had. I don't have a number, but there's several around the state. And we were, he said he'd been to a game. I don't remember which gym it was in. And I said, Boyd, how much fun did you have in a small-town gym at a basketball game? And he said, oh, it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and we get to we get to do this all the time. Some <laughs> people who don't get these opportunities, and then spend an evening in a gym, you know, talking to people and and just enjoying the scene. Uh, it's remarkable what, like Boyd said, it was just as much fun as he's ever had. And I feel so lucky, you know, that, that guys like us we get to do this. Yeah, we get paid to do. We get yeah, it's, not just get to do it. We get paid to do it. Not yeah, a lot, but we I, do get paid. Yeah, and, you know. And, I, I, yeah, go ahead, John. I, I, I have a, a brother who's a retired orthopedic surgeon, <laughs> another brother who's a big shot corporate lawyer who spends, he yep. goes to London and Berlin, and, and they make a lot of money, but boy, they don't like their jobs nearly as much. Exactly. It's, you know, if you love your job, you don't work a day in your life, and quite honestly, that 
it's a cliche for a reason, right? I mean, yeah. And there, there's something right. to be said about going to Owatonna football games where, oh, you yeah. know, we have a booster club that's robust where we, you know, I'm putting these game notes out and all this kind of stuff. And it's a, not just a, it's a machine, right? But, you know, we also have Wasika and Blooming Prairie around here and, you get to have the whole state at your disposal. I mean, you love Eden Prairie as much as you do, I don't know, Mountain Iron Buell, right? But, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just talk the about that dichotomy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'm a small-town guy. Right there you go. Here, Iowa, that's my hometown. It's south of Fairmont and Jackson, about 40 miles. Soft spot for and small towns. I'm, yeah, and, you know, 800 people. There were 40 kids in my senior class. I talked about nine-man football. Boy, when I, if, if I could do nothing but nine-man football, the world would be great because those are my people. I pull yeah. into a little town, and I see a couple of church steeples and a grain elevator, and, and if there's two churches, there's two bars, yep. you know, that kind of a place. And I'm home. I mean, that's what I know. Uh, you know, my kids went to Rosemount High School, a big suburban high school with hundreds of kids in, in each class. And my wife and I, my wife's from the same town I'm from, and, we kind of talk to our kids. So we, I don't know that we can offer you much advice, being if it's great, think it's cool. <laughs> now, they had tons more opportunities than we did, right. which was great. They had a great – we're so thankful for the school district we live in. But, it's you know, I can go to a football game at Eden Prairie. I can go to a football game at Alden Conger. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's it, You know, there's more people. The players are bigger and faster at the big school. Coaching's probably better. More coaches. Yep, the band is the band is bigger, but it's the same deal. Kids are having fun doing, you know, putting what they learned together and hopefully succeeding. And but it's the same deal whether there's twelve kids on the team or a hundred. It's the same deal, and that's and I, I I just I just am so grateful I get to do this and I've gotten to do this for so many years now. Now to the I don't know the the elephant in the room. The, oh, there's an elephant in here. Yeah, he's okay. pretty big. Um, <laughs> Must miss that. The I, I I will go out and say I love the steps the MSHSL has taken to seeding the tournaments and making them uniform from top to bottom in each sport. I never understood why the the higher class the you know class five A schools would have a different tournament than the class one A schools. It right. never made sense to me. And I love that you guys made it uniform throughout for each sport. That is fantastic. I don't know if it's, there was a uh, question there. No, that, yeah, you're <laughs> right. And, and that, that's a big part, I think, of the high school league philosophy. You know, in, in especially 4A boys basketball, coaches want to have a 64-team bracket, basically. <laughs> seed, yep. seed teams, one through, because their argument is, and I've heard this from 4A boys basketball coaches this season, Mm-hmm. Why can't we get the eight best teams to stay? And that's a fair argument. But for 100 years, the high school league has used geographic representation. There's eight mm-hmm. sections in the state. Every section sends a team to state. And I just don't think that's ever going to change. This isn't the NCAA. No. You know, this is, this is high school sports. And if you're in section seven or section eight, and you know the chances of you getting a, a basketball team to state are, are almost nil. Why do you care? Why do you care about basketball? And that's yeah. not what this was all about. So that's that's part of it. But yeah, I think I, one thing I really like about our tournament is if it's the boys' basketball tournament, it's in one spot. If it's the hockey tournament, it's in one spot. And I know people who work in other governing bodies around mm-hmm. the country, like in Kansas, they may have four or five 
classes of basketball, they have four or five state tournaments at four or five yeah. different sites at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's the way to do it. You know, bless everybody in Kansas. That's probably how they've always done it. But here, everybody gathers. It's kind of a it's kind of a state fair. It's kind of a family reunion at these state tournaments, whether it's softball in Mankato or baseball at the at each site and then Target Field. Yeah, I, I like the way we're doing things here. And this stuff always evolves. Exactly. You know, I've been with the league 15 years. I covered the league for 10 years before that. Things are always going to change. But I think that that basic, uh, we have eight sections, so everybody gets one team to stay. To, is not, I, I can't see that ever changing. You know, and that, that kind of stuff has never offended me. That's just, that's part of what makes this high school prep sports great, right? Um, is that whole geographical part of it. And, you know, you look at the state high school league, and we can look right here in Owatonna as to some of the positive changes that were made in the last 15 years. Owatonna football, I don't know if they would have a state championship if that 6A was not added because yeah, continually yeah. it's Lakeville, Lakeville, Lakeville. All right, yep. the State High School League said, all right, let's put these teams in a position where they punch against their own weight, especially in football. And I think right now it's in the perfect system where you've got the six down to a nine man. And, you know, you look at, oh, Tana's not the only one. Elk River, all these other 5A powers yep. that just would have been buried in a section with Eden Prairie or Tonka or whatever. But that kind of stuff and seeding the football tournament now doesn't happen overnight, but it happens, right? right? Yeah, and I've said a hundred times the best thing about six A football is what it did to five A. Exactly, you're, that's a you're great exactly way to put right. it. Yeah, it's just it's phenomenal, and, and you know we have seven classes of football. That's a lot of classes, but football is not like any other sport. Exactly, you know it's just if you've got a hundred kids on the team, and you shouldn't be playing a, a school with thirty kids on the team. Mm-hmm. There's safety questions there, so yeah, and and pretty soon I think all these state tournaments, the tradition we've had is. The coaches do electronic seeding. We identify the top five seeds, and then six, seven, and eight, those are drawn out of a hat for the first-round matchup. That's what we're doing with girls hockey this week. And But now this fall, when we get to the state volleyball tournament, every class is going to be seeded one through eight. And I think Love that's it. going to happen in every sport. I think a year from now, awesome. state hockey tournaments, state basketball, it's all going to be one through eight, in, in my opinion, as it should be. You know, the argument I, I, I keep hearing against it is we don't want to identify the number eight seed because that will mark them as the worst team at the state tournament. You're and at the state you're tournament. You're at the state tournament. <laughs> you're at the, nobody's going to trade that to stay yep. home. Yeah. So I think we're headed to a good spot there. And, and uh, you know, with the seeding, sometimes there are people who are upset. I know our, our friend David LeVake wrote a story about the girls' state hockey seeding, some of the coaches. Didn't feel like, you know, if you're the number one seed and you got to play what might be the sixth seed, well, that's not a huge travesty, but some people don't think, aren't happy with it. Well, I don't think that's going to, once you seed one through eight, all that's going to, correct. All that's going to be, be fine. So, yeah, the, and the high school league certainly isn't, doesn't close its mind to things like that, that, that maybe would make everything even better. You know, and, and since, since I've been in this job, I've got a pretty good sense of what goes on around the country with high school governing bodies and how things are done. And, and, and I'm really proud to say I'm from Minnesota because all these other states, they always want to know what's Minnesota doing. What have they changed? And we do things like I talked about the fine arts. You know, we have adapted sports and state tournaments. That's not, that's not something you see everywhere. And a lot of that goes back to Dave Stead. He was, he was the man who was kind of pushing all these things and making sure they happened. 
we're really fortunate here. You know, not to mention these venues. We get to have state tournaments in. There's yeah. no, other, no other state has places like the XL Center and Target Center and Williams Arena. And Target U.S. Bank Field. playing two phenomenal. rounds there, yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. You know, people, I'll, I'll go to a national convention in the summer of all the high school associations talk about that. And they, you know, they're playing high school tournaments at high school gyms and high school fields, maybe Division Two facilities. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we use an NHL turn, uh, NHL venue. We got an NBA place. We got a Major League Baseball. And if we can't play there, we go to a AAA field in St. Paul. Yeah, probably you know, the best we, AAA field in the country. Yeah, yeah. You know, we I, I think we a lot of people around here don't have a sense of how good we have it. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it continues. It should, if you know, we're so spoiled. Let's hope we can continue to be spoiled for a long time. Absolutely. Let's take a little break here. We'll talk a little more about the tournaments and and get some more. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see where we go. We'll go a little weird. Mm. Well, if we have time. Uh, we will. Yes, we will. We've got uh, John Malay from the uh, MSHSL here with us on the Miked Up Misfits. AM 1170, FM 106.3, KFOW, The Fan, Owatonna. Weather on The Fan. I'm meteorologist Brittany Merlot. Bright and beautiful today, but way too warm for winter, as highs flirt with 50 degrees today. Spring-like weather under sunny skies continues tomorrow, too, with highs in the upper 40s. But winds will start to get feisty and drag in much cooler temperatures for Friday. Looking for a great place to live, stay, shop, and play? It's easy to get to Worthington, Minnesota, and it's worth a look. Right now, 44 degrees. Hey, stop on Auto Autonomous Motor Company, and we have got a great selection of used vehicles right now. How about this? A 2021 Chevy Malibu starting at $15,999. I got eight of those to choose from. Or a 2021 Jeep Compass Limited. I got nine of those to choose from. They're all certified starting at $18,999. So stop on in to Owatonna Motor Company, where it's one low price, plain and simple, always. Ameriprise Financial Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and find financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Wayne Norwood Wetmore Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 507-444-0901. That's 507-444-0901. Office is located at 1850 Austin Road, Owatonna, Minnesota. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Did you know the best place to purchase a used car in Owatonna is also the best place to service a used car in Owatonna? That's right. The trusted folks at Car Time of Owatonna host a full automobile service and repair center located directly adjacent to the sales building on North County Highway 45, right next to Hardy's. From an oil change to a complete engine overhaul, they can do it all at Car Time of Owatonna. Reach out to Car Time today by calling the service center at 507-774-9533. If you love sports, then you'll love the Owatonna Eagles. The Owatonna Eagles offers competitive games like darts and pool while you're watching your favorite teams on their multiple big TVs. Stop by for lunch and drink specials during the week and check out the lineup of upcoming entertainment. After the game, it's time to grab your friends and head to the Eagles for the post-game party. It's all at your home for local sports, the Owatonna Eagles. You're tuned in to Mike Up Misfits on 106.3 FM at 1170 AM. The Fan, Owatonna. 
This is the Mike Up Misfits here on AM 1170 FM 106.3 KFOW, the fan Owatonna. John Partridge, John Weisbrod, MSHSL Maven. Ooh, I like it. John Big, big wig. Yeah, big wig. No, not 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 as much of that insinuates something else. He's just kind of a wizard. That insinuates wizard. Wizard. Yeah, Yeah, that insinuates a little wig, and we don't need to worry about that. No, no, my my toupee is very large. (laughs) Yeah, fantastic. You do have a doppelganger in Perm, though. Am I right? Yeah, years ago, wrestling uh, tournament there, and somebody shot a picture of me. I think it's somebody from a Fargo TV station way back. (laughs) Shot a picture of me and shot a picture of an assistant coach. From Perham or Frazee or somewhere. It's striking, we, by the way. We yes. them side by side. I thought, what in the world? I better. <laughs> I got to find that guy. We got to compare notes. Yeah. <laughs> we're all clearly shared from DNA. It would have confused his wife, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's true. That's, that's, no, and nobody should look like me. That's not true. <laughs> Believe me, we've uh, said that many times. We have the face for radio. Oh, the old absolutely. Adage. We just own it, John. Yep. So, um, so something you brought up that kind of piqued my interest when you go to these national conventions of ms not mshsl but high school league conventions governing bodies governing bodies uh, like the event you're at right now the state high school hockey tournament which is its own monster its entity it it, it is it is something that has gone beyond just minnesotans watching minnesota high school hockey it, when you came into the job, when you came to Minnesota, was that something you had a sense of or, or something that kind of worked in like, oh, th- this is big? Was there a moment where it kind of happened? Well, growing up in Iowa, I didn't know what a hockey puck was other than <laughs> people who were old enough to remember Don Rickles calling somebody a hockey yep. puck. It's the only time I heard those words. <laughs> but when I, when I became a, a reporter at the Star Tribune, one of my first assignments was to go for men's hockey team. So I covered that the, the last couple of years of Doug Woog and, and the early parts of the Don Lucia regime. And, and, boy, I learned a lot. And it was so much fun. I thought, what a great sport. And I've talked, you know, when I go to these national conventions, I was in Denver last September. They had me speaking at a – it was actually a little conference for performing arts people. And they wanted me to talk about how I use social media to shine a light on what we do here. And, and I have kind of this uh, – story I tell a lot. I said, this was back when LeBron James was still playing in Cleveland. And I said, so the Timberwolves were playing in downtown Minneapolis on a Friday night. LeBron James is in town. They they set a target center record. They had more than 19,000 people in the building. And seven miles away in downtown St. Paul for two boys high school hockey games with more than 20,000 people. Insane. That's what high school hockey is in Minnesota. And, yeah, and, and, and unless you see it, I don't think you get the gist of it. You know, when we're in here in a couple of weeks with the boys' tournament, this place is rocking on Friday and Saturday especially. Boy, there's nothing like it in sports uh, at any level. I can't imagine. You know, these are 15, 16, 17-year-old kids skating out on this ice. And, and, and what I, you know, I've been to a lot of NHL arenas. This is the best one I've seen. And uh, it's just phenomenal that, that we get to do this here and, and, but, you know, another thing is that, you know, hockey's not, when you look at how many schools play hockey in Minnesota and how many play basketball, it's not close. No. You know, there, there are vast areas of Minnesota where there's no high school hockey. You know, the small towns, especially southern Minnesota, central Minnesota, 
small towns don't have enough kids for that. They might not have any ice. So it's, 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 it's a relatively small number of schools. But just the history, the culture, you know, going back to Willard Eichela and, and all the history from the Iron Range teams. And it's, it's phenomenal here. And I've, I've talked to reporters who've been here for our high school hockey tournament who've also covered things like Indiana basketball and Texas football. And they say those things don't compare to hockey in Minnesota. State tournament for boys hockey. There's nothing like it in the country. Well, John, we need to get you here to town so we can continue this conversation. We'll pick one, up right where we left one off. One hour was not enough. Yeah, <laughs> Glad to do it. Uh, so we'll have to work out a time where you can get the Malay Mobile down here <laughs> to come in studio <laughs> and have some fun with us. This has been a blast. Uh, thank you for carving out some time for your day uh, from your day to, to chat with us. Uh, we'll let you get back to enjoying the girls' high school hockey tournament and uh, writing that great story about theater in Minnesota. Uh, so, John Malay, thank you for coming on and chatting with us today as we uh, wrap up with 10 seconds to go here. <laughs> My pleasure, guys. This has been the best hour I'm going to have today. I really appreciate it. You bet. Super. This has been the Mike Up Misfits, AM 1170, FM 106.3, KFOW, the Fat